1: So, huh. we are on deck of the Civility. Right now, there is a skeleton crew aboard the deck. Spooky. Yeah, well, not, not a spooky skeletons. They're not playing their ribs like xylophones. Oh, it's just um, normal
2: skeletons like Pirates of the Caribbean where they're yeah. all turned undead at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're just like
1: a, all pirates historically yeah. sort of yeah. turned undead at night in the moonlight. No, it is a smaller crew that is meant to run a large ship like this at night, which actually takes fewer people than you'd imagine. The civility itself does have a crew of over 100 people, but most of them mm-hmm. are right now sleeping below deck. Though I doubt they will be down sleeping for long because... They'll be in hell with the devil. (laughs) I forgot that it's nighttime. Also canon in this universe. Uh, It's nighttime, but it
2: it will be morning soon. Probably
1: halfway through this fight, it is going to be morning.
2: Wait, is that how time works in this universe? It goes from night to morning? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> uh, did,
1: didn't it just turn night?
2: No, we've been at this all night.
1: We've been at this all
3: night. Uh, oh, wait did i did I transform before we started? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, you, gotcha. yeah you, 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 you were a dog that had to be carried down. Yes, yeah. yes, I remember. Oh.
1: So the first slot that I have here is an NPC slot, and I think I am going to start that out with Franz Fishhook. Oh, Franz takes a look across the deck, like the camera zips across the deck to Gable. Well, Who does Gable look like boarding this ship? Like what? We are our, we
0: did our dramatic entrance, if you recall. We, mm. we like rang the bell. Yeah. We're all standing there on the, like the.
1: Poop deck? So it is it w- a poop deck? In this, raised- uh, in this universe it's called the shit deck. Shit de- yeah. <laughs>
2: it's called the called the shit floor. <laughs> the middle deck is called the tech deck. Yeah. You,
1: you, <laughs> uh, very popular still, apparently.
0: You So like I'm flanked on either side by, I believe it is Nodos and Wendell. Nodos and Wendell. And like I'm wearing that brass mask.
1: Oh um, yes, that's right. Tall as 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 per usual, Mm -hmm. big black coat. It zips across and he sees this brass mask and beneath it, the glint of gray eyes. There's a connection between you two. He's identified you for whatever reason as his main opponent in the battle. Yeah, because I'm cool. Tell me,
4: what captain do I have the pleasure of facing today?
0: There's no captains here and I'm including you. Well then,
1: they're all dead men. He moves over to the wheel. It is a much larger, it's a much larger and more complicated <laughs> setup than yours. Mm-hmm. It does have the 100 slot, which <laughs> you always hope it's going to land on, but it usually lands just Friends, one or two. That's a prize. Is very correct. Sorry,
2: but it didn't spin all the way around once, so you'll have to re-spin the wheel. <laughs>
1: you're small. <laughs> it has a couple more levers than you're used to, and he's going to take advantage of this opportunity to pull a maneuver that will actually bring the ship around the ship Mm -hmm. starts to list slight and as it does you hear below deck a sound that sends ice through the veins of Jonet and travis who happen to be below deck it's the ringing of the heart bell All ships and sphere, in order to prevent themselves from capsizing and dumping their crews overboard, keep a track of listing with a large bell that sits in the center of a ship. It's usually the most expensive and permanent thing installed on any ship, and it happens to be below the third deck. It carries two things with it. It allows the captain to know that he's not bringing his ship too far, or at least that he's threatening bringing his ship too far. But it also wakes up the crew. So the men around you start to stir as you are below deck, and you realize that whatever you're going to do has to happen very quickly. With that, though, Franz Fishhook has spent his maneuver, and his turn is over.
2: Well. When he grabbed the wheel, did he, under his breath, say, oh, big money, big money, big money? <laughs> no, he
1: didn't, and that's why
3: he didn't get the 100 slot. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, he spun a wheel. He didn't uh, hit a button
2: on a, on a podium, <laughs> so <laughs> that's the difference. And at any point in the combat, he can trade the briefcase that he has <laughs> with one of the remaining yeah, briefcases. We're yeah. going a friend. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Uh, but the crew can vote him the weakest link of
1: the boat. He <laughs>
3: could
2: get a call from the, the banker. <laughs> oh, a call from the banker then, that show. What and was he's that the show? voice.
1: <laughs>
3: Thank you, <guys>. Liz.
2: <laughs>
1: Howie Mandel. Okay, let's, let's move on. We have a PC slot next. I mean, Anyone can take that PC slot. It is Jay PC who rolled that slot.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Jason, yeah. Uh, I think it's probably better, uh, Liz, uh, cinematically, Mm -hmm. if you take that slot. Sure. Just because Mabel – or Gable's the one who's in – I think it's Mabel. Yeah. Maybe it's Mabel. (laughs) Uh, Gable's the one who's in, like – Combat, yeah. combat. Is that fine with you?
1: Gorgeous? Yes, James? absolutely. Yeah. Um, you see around you, Gable, not just Franz, who's on the other side mm-hmm. of the deck. Basically, you're in the middle because like, you're near the central mast. There are about nine people who are immediately near you. It looks like there are a couple people who are up on the main lines, like mm-hmm. mining parts of uh, the sails, but... The people who are an immediate threat are about nine people. In addition to that, you also see this Church of the Slain God Bishop who's standing aboard the deck. Where is he in relation to Fish Hook? I think he is a level below Fishhook. if he's like on the top deck uh, looking out over the main deck. So that's like one story up. I think the bishop is, uh, is on the main deck below, yeah. um, sort of staring at you right in front of where the staircase would be to take you to the mm-hmm. upper deck.
0: I think I'm just going to start tanking through the minions on the deck.
1: Okay, so you charge into battle and start attacking minions. Yeah. So I am going to need a roll. First, uh, what weapon are you going to be using? You've got two. You've got using my short sword. All
0: right. And as I've said before, I have a duelist talent, so I'm adding a blue die to all my melee checks.
1: So you add a blue die to all of your melee checks. Melee. No, all yeah. right. So it's gonna be that plus I believe your melee would be yeah. on your character sheet as yeah, well. Yeah, light
0: melee. That is two of these and one of these.
1: So the difficulty on this is gonna be two purple because you're
0: hot perps. <laughs> okay, so this is blank. Two successes.
1: You've got two successes. Yes. Now it's time to teach you how to do damage, oh, Liz. Oh, Uh, So your weapon has a damage rating. Yes. That is plus three. Plus three. Okay. So that is going to be added to your brawn. Okay. That's also three. So that'll be a six. Okay. That's six. And you got two successes on top of that. Mm-hmm. So overall, that's seven. You are going to cut down... Only one Mm -hmm. of these minions, but you are going to pull them down from being three groups of minions into two groups of minions, Mm -hmm. uh, which is... You said there
0: were 10 in total? There are nine total
1: right now. So I've killed one. You've killed one. What does that look like as you charge into these groups of people?
0: I assume that they were probably like a little bit caught off guard, but they were armed at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you dramatically rang a bell. So it's not like you were Assassin's Creed style trying to take out different groups of people quietly. You landed in the middle of everybody. Mm -hmm. They drew their swords before you fearlessly charged into them. Even though they knew you were coming, even though they were prepared to fight you, uh, Mm -hmm. the ferocity of seeing Gable in combat is still striking and intimidating. The man that you cut down was simply not prepared for fighting you.
0: This entire combat, when it comes to minions, I'm going for very, very efficient, trying to disarm them or kill them as fast as possible. So that was just straight through him and up with the broadsword, and then I unsheathe his body from my sword and just push him to the side.
1: Yeah. He like flies across the deck because your arms are just so powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Um
1: and the others sort of like brace themselves to try and fan out and attack you. In mm-hmm. fact, I think that's exactly what they're going to do.
2: I have a question about mm-hmm. Gable's killing style. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. you like brutal, like a Norse person, or are you like Silent, quick, and deadly, like a ninja. Like, which, which, it'll it be, does it's it
0: focus on like efficiency of movement. It, like, not exactly ninja esque, but
2: very much but like. But is it like there's, is there like a dance to it?
0: Yeah. Gable is mainly used to like combat where the enemy is so far be- beneath them in Stature, capabilities, yeah. statures. It's most akin to like crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of oh, stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. So there's a that grace to it. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah.
0: But also like power and there's some art to it, but because Gable was never part of like actual battle,
1: it's ceremonial more Mm -hmm. than anything. They actually managed to attack you. Uh, You've struck one down. The remaining eight surround you Mm -hmm. and they have their cutlasses drawn they narrow in you've got seven damage coming at you when you cut down the one and kicked its body aside the others seized advantage of that opportunity mm-hmm. and sort of immediately jumped in i uh, can't defend that is you defending so oh. now your soak what is your soak Three. Oh, also actually that that is a good point you can because you didn't use a maneuver that round like yeah. you didn't move at all mm-hmm. you could have taken a defensive action to like ready yourself to receive melee opponents Yeah. A, doing that. We'll give them an extra black die. That also rolled up blank, so it's yeah. going to be the same same amount of damage. So The what soak a, is three. The soak is three, so that will be subtracted. You're going to take four
2: damage. Right. What about defense? Does defense go into that, or is that just how many dice? Do you
1: have a defense, rating? Yeah, two. Two? Ooh. Alright, so that cancelled out an advantage, so they're not going to be able to inflict anything else, but it is still the same seven damage. So I've got four. So yeah, you are surrounded by eight men, and we see more of that grace that you described earlier. You whirl around, countering many blades. You move faster than they possibly could, and in the times when... You couldn't possibly move fast enough to hit those blades. You moved in just the right ways to make their blows less lethal. Uh If we could see Gable's face, there would be an almost detachment of what's happening right now. Uh Uh, Even the pain they're inflicting as their blades manage to cut beneath parts of your coat... And actually, touch your flesh doesn't phase you. Mm-hmm. There's still, like, occasionally throughout the chaos of this combat, that line to fish hook, that connection between you two stays stable. Now we cut to another NPC slot.
2: By the way, the line to fish hook is also called the fishing line.
1: Oh, fun! Mm-hmm. Nice! Nice! Gable, Gable. <laughs> With that, I am going to have one of these men drop from the main sails, a large specimen who stands a head taller than Wendell Barge, yet still shorter than Gable. Mm-hmm. This man has incredibly broad shoulders and a huge braided beard that's been ornamented by beads Big and, is and he clay baubles. How hunky? He's hunky, good, but like an evil hunky. Okay.
2: Well. Uh, he's, Scale one to ten, I don't know what he's hunky means. I have to... To put it on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being the <laughs> hunkiest. 10 being the hunkiest, 1 being the chunkiest, funkiest monkey that you can ever imagine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think also he is covered in body hair.
2: Like... Six. Mm. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Six?
1: <laughs> Someone else's body
2: hair. You said he's hunky, but he's covered in body hair, so six. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. I like it clean. <laughs> I think
1: his body hair is, in fact, so long that he's oh. braided and ornamented some of that as four. well. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> four.
2: Four, four, four. <laughs> going down. He's a ship four to land, too. <laughs>
1: but he lands <laughs> firmly in front of Nodo's and Wendell, and he smiles. His mouth is <gasps> full of metallic glints. says mm-hmm. uh, it's clear that he's had to have many teeth removed throughout the years or they've been forcibly removed mm-hmm. through combat Great. he draws a cutlass and he levels it at Wendell Wendell has a look of grim seriousness on his face as he draws his cutlass and the two run to meet each other.
2: Anyone want to take guesses as to what this person's name is based on that description? Well, his last name is Barge.
0: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no it's I mean, what, that's true. It's Wendell's, bar- it's Wendell's, Wendell's brother. Wendell's brother. Yeah. Oh, that's right.
2: Chunk. Yeah, that is Chunk, Chunk Barge.
5: barge. <laughs> Chunk
2: Barge. Party. <laughs> What did say? It was party barge, Ooh, boy. <laughs> land, barge.
0: <laughs> land barge, large barge.
2: <laughs> he is taller than Wendell, so large yeah, barge r- makes sense. Uh, large barge.
1: He, this stranger brings his cutlass down to bear against uh, against Wendell's. And you can tell that even though Wendell is an incredibly strong man, this one is much stronger. He's knocked back into the mast. He barely manages to defend himself. He is not cut down, but he is clearly at disadvantage in this fight. There's a brief moment where Nodos looks over to Wendell to ask if he should join this fight, and Wendell shakes his head no. This is something he must do alone. That's not true. You're
2: about to get yourself killed.
0: Wendell, no! Getting
2: killed is something I have to do alone.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean... A lot of people die alone. But you can tell Wendell was injured by that. Nothing cut his skin, but uh, he did hit his head pretty hard when he was knocked back into the mast of the ship. Mm. You're going to have to do something to rid him of his toxic masculinity. Hmm. I Hmm. am going to. Wendell's actions are not my responsibility. Yep. Yeah, I mean actually. that's also uh, something that you can believe. It's not true, but you know. <laughs> no. You believe it. You 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 I mean, you are in charge of the ship, so. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that is the NPC slot. We are now down to another PC slot. Who is it going to be?
5: I mean, should be th- we- Yeah, one of us. Our yeah. downstairs friends. Real quick, what deck are we on again? The Lido deck. Uh, what? <laughs> I think we're on the third. Third deck and the So it's shit deck, tech
2: deck, Lido deck. <laughs> Lido, Lido <laughs> <do> deck. <laughs> Uh, bell deck. March, March.
1: <laughs> no, you would be on the bell deck, which I think I actually like as uh, deck terminology. Wait, you bell are... deck is the third deck? Yeah. You're in the, I mean, I you try so. to keep it, uh, the heart bell, as close as you can to the exact center of the ship mm-hmm. uh, so you can is, get the most. Is that a real thing? Because that sounds so. F- Cool. Uh, so when I was trying to describe what ships would look like in this setting, we consulted somebody who is somewhat of like an aeronautics enthusiast, Ooh. and they tried to talk me through like the mechanics of what a ship would have to do in order to actually exist in this setting. What and ship the heartbell is one of the what things that they suggested. suggested. So it, so it's not a thing that exists, but they were like, this is
3: a it, thing, it, that, should a thing that should exist? It's a thing that should exist in this so setting. That's so fucking
2: cool. Yeah. yeah. And that story could have been shorter to just two nerds had a talk. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's, uh, that's the entirety of this <laughs> podcast company. <laughs> that, that's uh, a very cool thing. It's extremely yeah, cool. That's fucking awesome, man. Uh,
1: so, that's so yeah, awesome. you, you are you are on the bell deck. Does the Urhuur have a bell? Yes, every ship will have a heart
5: bell. Nice. Every ship is nice. got a bell. Okay, what I meant to ask was the deck with the stuff that we're trying to extract from ability is that below us or above us? That's
2: the bell deck. That's
3: deck three.
5: All right, So it, that's
3: so we're on the same deck As people sleeping and the stuff That we're trying to steal or people it, not sleeping anymore yeah, yeah
1: people just now waking up All right. You um, have this round where They're not going to be able to get their stuff together Quickly enough uh, to do anything about it but Slowly <laughs> they're going to be coming to their senses And mm-hmm. grabbing weapons and becoming A real problem for you
2: yeah. I don't mean to be this guy but I think you're on The second deck I think you're on the tech deck I think so because yeah. you were spiking yeah. You only spiked half the cannons on the tech oh, deck then,
1: mm-hmm. But then maybe the cargo is on the tech deck no, no Cannon cargo. Is, uh,
2: cargo. It's it goes. The fourth floor. You've spiked all the cannons. The third floor is where you found. The cargo and the cannons are also spiked. The oh. second floor is the crew and partially spiked cannons. Oh,
3: okay, so oh, we're okay. so we're
5: on the second
2: floor. Yeah, yes. the second I floor. think tech you tech.
3: saw the cargo before you started spiking cannons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we're on the tech deck then.
5: Okay, yeah. just had all this time and I still like, couldn't think of like a good way to get out of this. Uh, <laughs> well, now, guess, now's just, your just... chance, fight or flight, my uh, friend. Uh, I say, I say we flight. I say we flight. I am always a fan of flight. Okay, so it turns to Travis, like, up or down? Up or down? Do we go up or down? Up, all right. And no, so,
0: down. Go down. Why down? You need to open up the cargo hold.
5: Don't aren't, isn't your guy's responsibility
2: to get the cargo out of the ship?
5: Yeah. Um, okay. So John it John looks to Travis and he's like, "We gotta get out of here now!" And then he runs to the the stairs that go below. And how is this floor being lit? I think there are a couple oil lanterns. Mm-hmm. Grabs that, an oil lantern up. and he goes to the top of the staircase and then waits for. Oh wait, I have to wait. Okay, I'm going to go to the top of the stairs. You don't have to
1: wait for him. like uh, He'll act on his own initiative. Oh, so well, I got
5: double the legs, so
1: I'm kind of fast.
5: Yeah. Well, then I'm just going to ready an action to if and when you head down the stairs, I'm going to throw the, the oil lamp at the top of the staircase yes. and then head down with you
1: oh Oh, i love that you know what let's just count on travis's agility as a coyote and let's just say you throw that lantern down immediately
5: yeah so uh travis goes down the steps john it starts to go down the steps he gets about halfway down there he looks back up and then he chucks it at the top of the stairs to create a small barrier for a little bit more time There it is. Uh, Yeah, it lights up
1: perfectly in that, like, movie-style perfect circle of fire that's not really threatening too much else right now. (sighs) The men who are waking up right now are too slow to move at this point, so they're not going to have a real chance at grabbing you. But we do get to see, like, one of them look over at this silhouetted figure. They, they can't really tell that Janna is just a 15-year-old. They just see, like, a silhouette move down beneath the smoke as oh, you... My
5: silhouette looks helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So they're that... Tall. I think... Setting up that barrier of flames is going to count as an action, but you've still got this maneuver movement. So we come down to the third deck there. I think there's one person that you dispatched down here earlier. I don't think there's really anyone else. So it's you. cortex guy. Figuring out (laughs) what to do with this cargo.
5: Uh, So I guess I want to take a a look around and just like see if there's any way, like a door or a, a hatch that we can bust open to then just like Push or move that cargo out. Absolutely, like
1: we established last time, there is yeah. a large side-opening hatch for this, but there are cannons in front of it. Yeah, those cannons got to move somehow. The problem is, cannons are extremely heavy, so what? it's going to be a struggle.
5: Oh, question. So we're we're tilting. Mm-hmm. <gasps> are, are we, oh, yeah, yeah you, are mean, I mean. you are listing. You are
1: listing. That is true.
5: Um. So I mean, like, I in what direction are we? Are we? Uh listing, and like are the canons. Uh, I have the these I have
1: these uh, fate points right here. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to uh, use it. <laughs> all right. So we move one fate point over to say, we're listing in a good direction. I think the ship is now listing so that the cannons that are in your way are being pulled by gravity. They're roped down so that they don't move about the ship too much. But if you manage to open that hatch and cut those ropes, you can send the cannons tumbling down below into the sea.
5: I want to do that. All right. So for that, we will have to wait
3: until
1: the next turn. We come to another NPC slot. And with that, I believe the bishop is going to go. No. Yes. No. He can't. It's not allowed. The bishop looks out at the combat and like... You can't really see anything, but we as the audience see, like real zoomed up close up on their face, like there's the glint of their eyes behind this decorative mask as they look at you. And I think I'm going to actually make a perception check. Hmm. Ooh, spicy. Uh, Liz, do you have a deception skill? No, it is a zero. Uh, He looks at you and the way you move, the way you're handling yourself in this combat, Fearlessly, even though you're surrounded by many men, and his eyes dilate in what might be fear. He brings his hands up and he starts a chant. A chant in a language that you know well English. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is a chant. I am chanting, this is my chant. English, this is my English chant.
2: (laughs) Superman knows good. Uh, The chant goes, who rocks the party that rocks the party?
0: (laughs) People around, you've got to come get it. Everyone together, sing it loud. Come get it. But yes, the link. You were saying you're having your dramatic modem. Mode.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I was, I was having fun, and you guys. Do you mind if I do his on. voice, James? Yeah, please do. I surrender. <laughs> 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 um, so he chants in a language that would be foreign to most, except for those who have spent their days learning in the church. You, of course, recognize this language well, as you've heard it most of your life. And you can feel the air around you fill with divine light that to you feels cold. But you can see it wash over the men surrounding you. And he is going to cast a spell. Well, we don't know if he's successful yet. Yep.
0: So for clarity's sake, does rank for skills matter?
2: Yes. It matters for building the dice pool. So like, if you have one rank and a skill, you have mm-hmm. a yellow dice instead of a green dice. Okay. And then these stats up here, these characteristics... Mm-hmm are what gives you the dice pool. So any characteristic that goes off of agility will go off how many green dice your agility is. Yeah.
1: Though if your ranks eventually outpace the stat that you Mm -hmm. have, it'll become a green die. If they match, it'll be yellow dice, and if you're one above or below, it'll be green. So he... Casts this spell, but I think the listing of the ship pulls steadiness from beneath his feet, and he actually has to disrupt his chanting to grab onto one of the ropes that's next to him. He curses in a language that is familiar to everyone a Skyjack swear and calls to Fishhook above to keep the ship right to which Fish Hook lets out a chilling and hearty laugh. And that's going to be his turn. His spell failed. And next up, we got a PC slot. All right, so I'm going to run down the old stairs, which so guess, yeah, there's eight. There's this bank of fire, and we see this white coyote dramatically leap over the flames.
2: Ooh. Someone says, welcome to the bank of fire, and the, <laughs> that coyote just leaped right over... It. <laughs> I walked down to the burning bank of fire. I made a deposit. <laughs>
3: so I'll, my I'll, balance grew higher, <laughs> <laughs> and it grew, 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 grew
2: with interest. <laughs> <laughs> the bank of fire, Canada the world.
3: <laughs> uh, Sorry, Arnie. <laughs> so I'll go down and meet Jonnet, and i know your s- name is Johnny. Sorry. I, Johnny, will go down and meet Tyler. Um, <laughs> thank you.
1: I'm just going to start chewing through rope to get those cannons loose. You go down and like look to Jonnet, and you see the idea forming in Jonnet's mind. You have a look, and then you immediately One, run yeah. forward. One single head nod. It's difficult for you to like maneuver around these things. I don't think it calls for a roll or anything, but like the ship is listing, and you're a coyote. You're not a human. You can't grip things well, so like you sort of awkwardly have to like jump around the ship a little bit to get like a firm hold because the last thing you want is to chew through these ropes have that door open and fall out yourself Mm -hmm. so you've got to secure yourself somewhat and i think because you have a maneuver you have an action and all that well actually roll for me like it it might be skullduggery roll for me something to try and get through some of these ropes um pass okay uh, you choke on some rope and die
3: Okay, great um, I'll
1: see you never
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Skullduggery, like I feel like you're sabotaging something yeah. Athletics might just be like the strength of your bite I'm going to say as a coyote You get three brawn um, So wait, So, Strong but I'm doing puppy.
3: a skullduggery check? Yeah Okay so then, Braun doesn't.
1: Yeah, bra- oh, Yeah, that's right. Uh, you, well, I thought you were doing athletics. If you're doing skull, Duggery, it, It's whatever is better for you.
3: Okay. Uh, could I have three greens, please? Uh, I need four total. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. What's the difficulty?
1: Uh, difficulty on this is just going to be two purple. Okay. Four successes and a threat. So you have a tremendous amount of control <laughs> over chewing. Like I, I guess chewing through ropes is something that you do to for keep fun. yourself like busy and occupied and like. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been tied up before. You probably have to do that mm-hmm. a lot.
2: Uh, so and you like chewing through ropes even when you're not a coyote. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, hemp and ropes used to have like something of like a, a pain-killing thing yeah. to them, and people would chew it's ropes. I'd rather
2: you it's not like... explain the bullshit that I say on uh, <laughs> this
1: <show>. okay. <laughs> He's an oral fixation and yeah. extreme anxiety. You chew through these ropes to the point where they've almost snapped. You're still waiting for Jonnet to open up the side of these doors so that we can let these cannons go spilling out, but you've basically prepared them all. You do hear the shouts of men up at the top of the stairs trying to put out the fire and get towards uh, the stairs so they can maneuver through the ship and deal with what intruders
2: are there. I'll carry me up to the Lumens' I will not fall alone, the living are never to earn the sky. There's their only
0: home. So make my bed where the bodies lie. Right. The and
2: we only live for the better die. Cause we're bound for the cutting stone.
1: Hey heroes, welcome to the Mid-Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. We're finally fighting people, which is super cool. I wanted to start off by thanking a few people who contributed ideas to this episode: Ben Zweifel and Erica Chapel. Now, you'll recognize Ben's Weifel for his work on the picture of the Uhuru that we've posted around the internet. In addition to drawing the Uhuru, Ben helped us figure out a practical design for it. And Erica was also a huge help in consulting on the aeronautical design for ships in our universe. And it was indeed Erica who came up with the genius idea of the heart bell. You can see more of Erica's work with wondrous flying machines in her game, Flying Circus. You can find more information about that at opensketchbook.net. And you can find more of Ben's work over at bensweifel.com. That's B E N Z W E I F E L.com. Thanks so much to Ben and Erica for their help. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Here, as you might notice, the audio design is a little bit different on this episode because Casey Tony is on a well-earned holiday vacation, so I edited the whole thing. Happy holidays, Casey. Be sure to get some rest. Heroes, we're in the last few days of our holiday drive, but we are so close to some huge milestones. If we manage to hit $8,250 a month, we'll be releasing our special Bon and Jubna sequel series direct to everyone on the campaign feed. One of the things that I love about the one-shot audience is that y'all want to share things. Your enthusiasm and your support helped create our Bin Bon and Jubna series, and there are folks who have the same enthusiasm for sharing that with people who can't contribute to our Patreon. Once we hit that 8250 milestone, we'll only be $250 a month away from releasing campaign on a weekly schedule again. So if you like what you're hearing here and you want more skyjacks in your life, do what you can to help us reach $8,500 a month. We are so far ahead in our recordings and there are so many amazing things that I can't wait to share with you. Before we get back to the episode, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of the folks who have already contributed. Adam Kennedy, thank you. Amelia Cates, thank you very much. Christopher Tate, thank you so much. Pigtailed Goddess, thank you. Soup Kitten, thank you very much. Jess Vetter, thank you so much. Kristen Driggers, thank you. John Philpot, thank you very much. Daniel Spencer, thank you. And Kai Letts, thank you very much. Thanks again to everyone who contributes to our Patreon and everyone who helped make this year's drive a success. I can't wait to give y'all even more in 2019. With all that out of the way, let's get back in the air. think finally we're at a jpc
2: slot this is my favorite slot of the game so the captain and i were heading down the stairs was there anyone obstructing our way or anything like that or we just we were at the top of the stairs headed down
1: there was not
2: at the time i
1: think uh, you brought ormar
2: oh yeah i'm not gonna do anything okay okay. i wouldn't go on the ship without someone to protect me yeah uh, this is his whole thing is is is
0: oh we care are we going to get a zombie fight? <gasps> yeah,
2: oh, oh yeah,
0: oh
1: yes, of course. so like here's what I think I like. I like you going down these stairs and finding an door to the exterior staircase around the back of the ship because you were, we're trying in the back to, of the ship. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to sabotage the rudder, so you're heading down the stairs.
2: and do I know is it the rudder on the tech deck? the second floor or is it on the third floor
1: So the rudder is actually going to be up and down every level of the ship it's this uh, tremendous like mechanical contraption of different ropes and and wheels and pulleys that maneuver this incredibly heavy piece of wood around at the turning of the wheel above so you are essentially there to try and cut ropes and make it so that this rudder cannot turn. And you've got to make sure that anybody who might be able to quickly repair this is not around to do that. I think because you are on this exterior staircase, the first challenge that you face is the listing of the ship. So I'm going to need an athletics check or something so that you don't end up spilling over the side of the ship and just falling to your death.
2: Okay, so... I don't think that I would ever, in a million years, depend on athletics or coordination or anything like that <laughs> um, when when something like this is happening. I guess I could do coordination. Uh, coordination goes off yeah. of agility. Because I was thinking I would probably just cast a protective spell on myself. Ooh. Um, but...
1: I like I like that idea. So, so this is something that happens to you suddenly. You and the captain are headed down these stairs, and all of a sudden the ship starts tilting.
2: Yeah, uh, I guess then we probably should just I, – I should just use a coordination check because yeah, my, my agility is not great, but it's fine. What is it too – it's too difficulty? Yep, it's okay. going to
1: be average difficult.
2: Now, when this shit happens to the captain too – um, the
1: captain is going to react with some level of biological instinct, so I don't think this is a problem for him.
2: Okay, so, <laughs> so he does have like instinct.
1: Yeah, I, okay. he's still got some semblance of what he used
2: to be. It looks like that is a, uh, n- uh, two successes and a disadvantage.
1: Okay, I think you manage to catch yourself, but you lose something small. What is it?
2: Um, Johnny's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. Nice. Uh, Let's see. I lose. Oh, so, okay. So um, part of, I brought a kit with me to help sabotage this rudder. The process for this (laughs) is that if I make my way to the very bottom of the ship, Mm -hmm. I can sabotage, like, the gears and things, like the mechanical pulley system. Yeah. But I need this kit. And as we're walking down the stairs... I slide, I like brace myself on the thing, and then the kit it's like a soft cloth kit, so yeah. it's not like a you know metal or a box, just falls straight down, straight down, straight down, and boof. Lands at the very bottom of this like staircase that runs between decks.
1: Awesome. And we can see at the bottom of that staircase, there is a group of three men that like the, it lands boom right at their feet. And we can see there's a crude drawing of a person on a penny farthing bicycle and it says, Dreff's fancy boy rudder sabotaging kit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh-huh. Uh, It
1: was a cruel sort of depiction of you that one of the more artistically inclined members of the crew did on your rudder
2: sabotaging kit. (laughs) Which, you know... Bullying is real. Uh, It's a thing. (laughs) Uh, Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, Dref sees that, and then I want to use my action. Dref, like, looks down over the side of, like, this rail, you know, whatever this stairway system is uh, to to watch the kit fall. Sees it land. Sees three, like, heads, like, look up and, like, makes eye contact with them. And then, like, pushes himself back from the rail. And then I am going to use my divine magic to issue a command to the captain Mm -hmm. to go fight. Excellent. For a little bit of magic here.
1: Does the is the captain considered a separate PC or? So I will need to make uh, some sort of stat card or something for the captain for the time being. I think he's We're doing uh, the difficulty.
2: Yeah, uh, it, for, for simple commands, the difficulty is always the same because the captain knows like simple command words Mm -hmm. that are, like, to do his thing. Uh, But if I were to give him, like, more complicated orders, like, attack this person or something like that, I think that the difficulty... So the
1: order that you're giving him is attack these three
2: people? It's just attack. Like Attack. it's not, it's not, it's not specific at all. Okay. So it's, he
1: does kill you. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm the only one he loves. Uh, uh, it's just,
2: it's a success with two advantages.
1: Okay, great. And the captain is going to be using a short sword. So that'll be three. The captain is going to be using uh, your stat for this. Uh, so your casting stat is also three. So it's going to be six damage and you got two successes.
2: Uh yeah but I think that I'm cuz they're like four floors down right mm. I think I'm just like ordering him down I don't think he's <clears throat> necessarily just okay. on
1: top of them just follow so, yeah. I
2: was thinking I would like have him jump but I think he would shatter bones he and would, stuff yeah. and I don't know that that's a great no. I'd, I'd have to like infuse him with magic.
1: So the captain Or does, is that
2: fun? Is the, that is that fun if I just launch the captain <laughs> down on them like down four flights?
1: <laughs> I mean it's uh, you got to think of what Dref would do in this situation.
2: Well remember this is the captain's first day out so mm-hmm. I don't know that I have a ton of control over. It's baby's day out. It's He's baby's like, day out.
0: out. He's walking onto beams. I don't himself. know that
2: I have a ton of control over him yet because we've only practice these things in theory so I think it actually might be funny if I say attack and he (laughs) jumps over the thing to like go land on these (laughs) three No, no,
1: no, no. no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think that is what happens. The person that Orimar was is like the instinctual heart of whatever uh, the interpretation of these actions are. So I think he does jump over this rail. Like we see his coat uh, flutter in the wind as he lands. Boom right in front of these three people his legs do as you say snap Um, (laughs) i can fix that but the leftover necromantic magic i because i just like this so much he slowly starts to rise and the men can see that his legs have indeed broken like they had their swords drawn and they like all three kind of Looked at each other as, like, what the hell is going on? And then he rises up, and as he does, his legs heal themselves uh, right in front of them. Absolutely gross. He draws his cutlass, and he winks.
5: Uh Uh-huh. There
1: it is. One of the men says... Oh my god, it's Orimar Veil! And then he swings his sword forward and the battle has begun there.
0: That's good. That's good. Me go now. Uh,
1: actually, it's an NPC huh. slot. We're back at a new round at the top of the initiative. Okay. Also, you guys had five advantages when you rolled your initiative. Advantages in this game. Just uh, a reminder for the people who have never played this game that much, or and uh, for me, for those who have played the game for years and never bothered learning a thing about it. You can spend those advantages on like fortunate things to be in the combat environment that might oh. help you out. So if if there is something like. It would be helpful if there was a rope that I could swing on here or something like that. Mm-hmm. You've got five things that you can just add into this five fight. Ropes. I, five, ropes. five ropes. It I does had, mean five ropes.
2: I had two advantages on that last roll. I mm-hmm. think that both of those advantages would probably have been his Each legs. Leg. Yeah, his yeah. legs like not like being permanently destroyed. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'd also like to add five ropes.
3: I had a threat on my last roll, for what it's worth. Yeah. Great. Um, if you will, So
1: then I think, so you right. efficiently chewed you sure through those can... ropes, but I think you maneuvered yourself into a position that's a little precarious. Okay. Uh, and you might slip if everything Tyler does doesn't go exactly great. So we're back at the top of the initiative. I think in this situation, I am going to cut over to Wendell. Wendell is right now up against a mast because he's just been knocked back there by his physically much more powerful brother. And the two are going to attack each other. Okay, good job, Wendell. So Wendell is someone who is incredibly massive and he's used to leveraging that against his opponents. He's got a much more inelegant approach to Gable's style of fighting, usually leveraging his large physical frame against everyone else. This is a situation where he can't do that and he's forced to fight in a way that most people end up fighting him. He ducks his body low and moves in for a strike that in the bar. Family would be considered unsportsmanlike, but that's because Wendell is someone who's been living on the high sales for years and years, and he's picked up a few dirty tricks. He moves and has his sword meet his brother's, and then brutally punches with his meaty fist his brother's knee.
2: Uh, by the way, the uh, Barge family the dad is Sarge, and the mom is Marge.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Also,
2: I vote to call
3: it the high CLs.
2: High CLs?
3: CL is French for sky.
2: Ooh. Ooh yes,
3: the high please.
1: CLs. Uh, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, nerd. Durian. That's French for suck it. <laughs>
0: like the fruit durian?
1: Durian. Duran, duran? Yes. Yeah, so right. that's suck it, suck it? Nice
2: great suck it Uh, suck it
1: (laughs) i'm in love again and Uh, i'm horny like the wolf (laughs) so he punches his brother in the knee and his brother
5: howls
1: i
4: will finish this
1: today calder i swear to you and his brother descends upon him (sighs) oof Well, interesting. So his brother failed Uh his attack, uh, but did get a triumph and an advantage. So I think his brother brings himself down, trying to strike Wendell on the back of the neck with the pommel of his sword. The force of the blow would simply break his neck, even a large man like Wendell. Wendell, however, quickly rolls out of the way. Unfortunately, because the ship is listing, he loses control of his roll and his catches, <laughs> he catches himself on the furnace and badly burns no. his hand in the process. Wendell. So now for the rest of the combat, he's going to have an ongoing disadvantage of this burnt hand what? and he's not going to be able to fight as as well as he could have. So... That was the Barge family uh, reunion. Let's cut over to the next PC slot. Anybody can grab this. It doesn't have to be Gable, though Liz is thirsty for it.
0: Well, before we do this, can we spend an advantage to have Nodos do anything?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Nodos Nodos can act if you would like Nodos to do something cool.
0: Like help in the slightest. Yeah, please, please.
1: Uh, What do you want Nodos to do? Um, Uh, He dabs. He dabs on his haters
0: because <laughs> I like are <laughs> what we're trying to do is in my mind we're trying to do extend this battle as much as we can and get people topside as fast as we can. We're not right. necessarily trying to win this fight because we're gonna
4: you're
1: gonna uh, take off get as quickly off, get as you out can. of here. Yeah.
0: But Noto's, I would love if he could like so we still have like eight dudes.
1: And there's to, still eight dudes that are up.
0: Yeah. I would love if he could like aim his spear through a dude. And it goes through him, and then he. We have a zipline up to upper decks, if that's possible. So
1: you want him to throw a spear, have this so
3: hard through a man, through a
1: man, <laughs> through a man, and then that also sort of lands in the upper deck area. Yeah, aren't you already on the upper deck? Or like. Or maybe he, do you want him to target somebody above you? Yes. Okay. I like this for No-Dos because he is an NPC in the fight. You can either shift over one of your fate points to have every action that you want him to do automatically succeed, mm-hmm. or... You can take a risk by pulling a luminary. Luminary.
0: luminary. Give me,
1: Gimme give gimme. Give the river.
2: The river.
1: It's my favorite Bruce Springsteen. Stringstein.
0: String, String,
2: String, String, Bruce scuff. Stringstein. Canon <laughs> in this world, Bruce Spring String, String Bruce Spring, Spring Bruce, String. Bruce, String. Bruce, String. Bruce String Beans. String
1: cheese.
2: Ugh. My name's Bruce Springbean. And <laughs> I want you all to eat your vegetables.
0: <laughs> this is my pea street man.
1: Like pea is like you eat. The river is unmistakably dangerous. Wet. Oh. <laughs> However, the river is ultimately a barrier, something Uh that separates one bank from another. At great risk, it can be crossed, and an equally great reward can be claimed. Uh Some say that makes the river wicked as it calls out promising fortune and grace only to drag souls down. However, heroes are baptized in the strife of the current. So I can see this going either way. Uh It dramatically raises the stakes of an associated action with it.
0: Oh, I think I know what that is then. Mm -hmm. So instead of just... Anybody on the upper deck? The stakes are that he aimed it at Franz Fishhook. Great, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: he's going after Fishhook yeah. himself.
2: This fucking idiot. Every pirate on our ship is full of so much bravado I and know. like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like that's what you get. Yeah, that's that's who these people are.
5: Mm. <laughs> we need some more sensible pirates. <laughs> like, don't target him. I'll,
2: we're like okay. we're going on the ship to cause a distraction to wreak havoc. We're doing this plan. We're yeah. all kill the captain. <laughs> it's like no, hold on. <laughs> Everyone, on the captain.
1: I am going to have him make a daunting check. If he gets it, this is going to really, really... Ruin your plans? Injure Franz Fishhook. I think
3: if he gets it, we win the game. All right. After he does episodes.
1: fail. Well. So he throws this spear through the air. Nodo's is someone who never sleeps. Mm-hmm. He's got those heavy circles under his eyes, his skin. Skin is so pale. He looks so unhealthy. But he's also got this incredibly long, gangly body to him. And when he throws a spear, it looks sort of like any sort of animation they did with Jack's skeleton. It's just like unnatural. Skellington, Skellington yes. <laughs> it's unnatural. The spear whizzes through the air and it looks like it is going to stay true to its target. And Fish Hook looks at the spear as it's coming towards him with a movement of his fish hook. This is the advantage that it got He's going to have to spend some strain. The air suddenly fills with the scent of rotting seaweed as a violent and powerful wind picks up and blows the spear just off course, clattering uselessly and harmlessly on the side of the deck. And you can see a smile. Form on Fish Hook's face, and you can see his teeth for the first time, no. and they're a horrible sight to no, behold, thank you. covered in black spots. Ugh. We go on to the p- same PC slot that we were trying to do before.
0: I'll, I'll throw it downstairs.
1: Okay. Downstairs, I think that's Jonnet.
0: That
5: is Jonnet. So, um, Jonnet, you've got to open up this door. Yeah. Jonah takes in that Travis is, like, loosening up the cannons. Do these doors open out or in? Uh, so they roll to the side. They actually. roll to the side. All right. So, yeah, Jonah is just going to, like, post up on one of them, grab the handlebar, and he's just going to, like, push it open. Because of the time constraints, he's just like, cut them now. Like, cut them now. Don't even wait for it to be all the way open. Just just go for it.
1: So an unfortunate thing hey. uh, that you're dealing with I- The weight for these, they've got these nice greased wheels that are supposed to help the doors roll to the side, but the weight is in the wrong place. So they're actually going to be dramatically harder to open right now because the ship is listing than they normally would be, which means you're going to have to roll to open it up. I think it is going to be an average difficulty check of either athletics Or, if you can justify it to me, another skill. I could see something like skullduggery if you're being clever about it. But you'd have to describe something other than just trying to
5: apply brute force to move that door. What would, like, a coordination role look like? Ooh, coordination. Because in my head, it's like this could be maybe a series of, like, angles, whether it's, like, him, like— Posting up his shoulder on the, the handle and then, like, kicking off of, like, a nearby cannon that's maybe... Ye- I kind
1: of like the idea of there being a rope mechanism that okay. has to work for this. And because the ship is listing to the side, you have to, like, do a jump around a, a pole or something to, like, use your weight to pull on the rope. And, and that, that would require what coordination. Johnny will
5: attempt. So that is a little bit better for me. Um, what, what's the difficulty? On Two maybe? purple. Two purple. Purple. Okay. John, it's big day out. The it's bursts are successes? Yes. Yeah. Oh five oh. successes Ooh. in one disadvantage. Wow. Our boy cleans
1: up. All right. Oh yeah. Those wow. doors are open. So we see Jonnet like try to push on the door at mm-hmm. first. And like it's not moving at all. Then sort of quickly, I, I feel like there's a flicker of that third eye for a second because this is a wildly impressive success and like we can see in Jonat's vision the sort of gold glow of the divine intelligence that resides in him lighting up the rope mechanisms around him and just like outlining how that mechanism works and Jonat very quickly puts together what he has to do.
5: And in that moment, like the same thing where it's like, just cut him, just cut him, like cut the cans loose. And so he just like runs. Uh, I'm gonna say like there's like a coil of rope that's just like, you know, ship rope that's mm-hmm. everywhere. He grabs it, quickly ties a, a thing on the, the handle. He goes up, maybe over like a, a brace for like a another lamp or something like that. And just like puts his whole weight behind it and just like yanks it down,
1: yeah. Okay. Travis, you are uncertain. You're kind of in this precarious position, but like you've set up all these ropes and the doors are still closed and you saw him struggle with it earlier. But I think you ultimately decide to trust Jonat. And we can see in sort of like this bullet time of Travis snaps his jaws around that last bit of rope. It snaps, and then quickly the weight from the other cannons getting put on those frayed edges makes them snap as well. They roll forward just as the door swings open, letting all of the cannons tumble
5: down the long way to the dark sea beneath. I feel like the incline is such that jonet ends up kind of like with his shoulder to the wall and, and just like peering off at the, the cannons as they sort of fall down into the darkness and what was like an intense adrenaline moment becomes a moment of like
1: whoa yeah.
5: <laughs> sort of a wonder at like having to
1: fall like a mile
5: <laughs> the world is so big and awesome
1: <laughs> uh, which brings us to an NPC slot and I think we're going to return to the minions above deck minions. who are currently battling Gable James on- where's the sun Uh, Where is the sun? Is it
0: risen yet? How risen?
1: It is about to. Like we can see the sunrise like starting on the horizon where you can see light, Mm -hmm. but not yet the glow of the sun. Okay. The minions. The minions. 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 Minions.
3: Minions. These are my minions.
1: So the minions once again move in to attack Gable, and they inflict five damage. What I think happens this time is some men leap upon you. I'll hold them down and they wrap their arms around you to like try and slow and restrict mm-hmm. your movements. And we can see you parry just holding a man dangling off of one of your arms. Mm-hmm. However, this is eight men trying to do that. And after a while, you are slowed enough for one of them to get you. Okay. So this is gonna be five damage. Five damage. Reduced by your soak. That's two. So, Or oh, no,
0: actually then soak and defense.
1: Uh, no, not so, so defense. If makes I had me taken a defensive stance. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So that'll
1: be two damage. Two damage gets through. Let that slide. Now can I? No, I don't think you can. Not at all, not at all. I I mean, I would advise against letting it slide. You are in a combat.
0: If anyone, unless anyone objects, I would like to take this next PC
1: slot. Do it. I object. Thank you. (laughs) So there's actually one more NPC slot that needs to take place. Yeah, there's there's two in a row. This is a dangerous,
2: dangerous fight.
5: I object. Overruled. Thank you, Counselor. Sustained. I
2: hold you in (laughs) contempt. The (laughs) priest,
1: like, he's holding onto this door to try and keep things together. But we've already seen that, like, he's looked at you, Gable, with Mm -hmm. some element of fear already. He maneuvers over to the side of the ship, holding onto a rope, and, like, kind of hobbles his way across the ship very quickly. He pulls back part of a tarp, and he calls down into the cargo hold.
4: Find it! Make sure it's safe! On Snake Man.
1: Don't let them touch it. And you can hear, yeah, Bosk is back, baby. And you can hear some people calling up from the hold something about a fire. I don't care what it takes. Just find it. And he has set something in motion. So that is the other NPC slot. We are now down to the next PC slot.
0: So I have eight boys.
1: Eight boys.
0: Eight boys all over me. What just gonna,
2: covered in boys. What am
0: I going to do with all these boys?
2: Well, I think you should keep killing boys. Okay, I'm going to kill some <laughs> boys.
0: Where are we
1: on the deck? Just middle middle deck? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you are near the central mast mm-hmm. holding up the sail.
0: So if I wanted to go after more than one person, would that just be like increases in difficulty
1: on the check? Yeah, I, I think I would allow you to upgrade the difficulty of the check to, like, I guess it would just take out more boys, Uh, like... Each yeah, um, because these or have... like the
0: more successes I get, the more boys I take. So I would love
1: generally, that. the more successes you get, the more boys you yeah, take. Yeah, I'd out. like to that, do that, that. That's that, That's how that's that good. works. But I think what we can experiment with because we're making changes to the system mm-hmm. as we go. If you want to specifically target multiple boys with a single attack, these boys have four hit points essentially. Could I Each like do something points. like
0: <laughs> y- yield y- my y- movement? in order to like add power
1: to my action or yes, something like that? Yes, this will prevent you from taking defense, a defensive stance. I'm fine with that. Okay, so you will upgrade the difficulty of this check by one. So you're going to be rolling against a purple and a red. Jeez. Um But you will take out a boy guaranteed, and then every uh, other bit of damage on top of that will count towards taking out a boy.
0: Okay, then I'm going to...
1: Skewer some boys. Yes.
0: So, using the the small sword again with a light melee. Nodos is off in his own world. Wendell is doing his own thing. So Gable is essentially being the one one man army. What's happening is that as they're fighting, Gable is starting to feel like this strange sensation this weird berserker Mm -hmm. sort of rage yeah something they haven't felt in quite some time like that power of war and that power of desire to just that lust for blood for no particular reason other than to see blood being spilled
1: we can hear it in the back of your mind like the very early callings of a choir Mm -hmm. rising voices coming together
0: yeah And so the movements that Gable is doing, like they're still very fluid and still very ceremonial, but they're getting much more fierce and not as fine – As far as Gable's appearance, they're starting to get like a little bit bigger. That kind of magic eye effect is like they're thicker and just more powerful. Yeah,
1: I like the idea of it's the difference between watching a dancer who's very well rehearsed Mm -hmm. and watching a dancer who is passionately pouring all of their emotions into a performance. Yeah,
0: and so Gable is going to... They're surrounded, so he's there. He they are going to attempt to do like a full like slash across three guys, and mm-hmm. then kind of pull up into the chest of another. So like down and then up. Just
2: FYI, right. you should always roll before you describe because oh, yeah. it'll be it'll that be easier to like feel like I did it or I didn't actually do that. I it. actually uh, didn't do yet. that. Hui. Oh, this that's is, a good one. You want that? Triumph. Uh-huh. That's triumph. That's, that's good. Two
0: successes. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So you've got two a triumph successes. a success, a and
0: triumph success, and a success, and a threat.
2: Yep. Yep. So
1: because you upgraded it, you take out a boy just base. The yeah. triumph allows you to take out another boy for free. Uh-huh.
0: Two free boys. Yeah,
2: Taking out so boys for free. Where was this when I was in high school? Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a job, and dates cost money.
0: Two free dead boys, and then eight damage to the rest of the
1: boys. Yeah, eight damage to the rest of the boys. So eight damage plus the so, so eight damage takes out two other boys. So you've taken down a total of four of the eight boys. And is
0: that even before I've added my damage? No, that is again. including your damage because your
1: damage, damage was plus three, right, yes. from your sword. Yep. So yeah, damage for your sword is always going to be three plus your brawn. Yeah, so three That's plus six. three is six, and two on top of Perfect. that would be eight. So in one fell swoop, I got four boys. So you yeah, know? so yeah, you you. Uh, slice one down, you bring your other sword up, how do you take out the other two? They were all sort of in front of me, so like, one big
0: slash down, like, one went like through their face, down into the jugular, like, a very thin slice of the throat, the other one got like, a real good chunk out of their torso, to the point where like, it hit bone, and then he's done mm-hmm. and so and then Gable swung around, grabbed someone by the neck, cut right into their throat, Mm-hmm pulled it out and then stared down the person who was left for a moment there just sat there wondering what this guy is gonna do and when the man didn't do anything was just sort of frozen he didn't even try to do like an attack he was just in shock at like the power of seeing all these people die Mm -hmm. Gable just even without thinking just went straight through his heart
1: Yeah, I think if you, Liz, would like to move a story point, I will have all attacks from minions against you be upgraded by one for the duration of the combat just because they are incredibly intimidated by you. Would you like to do that? Yes, I would. All right. What, we, what does that mean? So uh, when when they are doing their attacks against you, they're going to have to upgrade the okay. difficulty of that attack for the rest of the fight. The four men who managed yeah, to, to survive have like reeled back in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've tried jumping on top of you to slow you down. They've tried fighting you uh, more directly, but you have just cut through them as if they weren't there. Mm-hmm. You don't seem to care about the hits that they do
2: manage to inflict. Mm-hmm. They are terrified. Mm-hmm. They haven't tried apologizing. Nope. Mm. Oh. Lesson. Lesson for you men. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? <laughs> maybe a lesson for the men. When a
1: big non-binary berserker descends upon you from the heavens,
2: maybe try apologizing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you ask for directions, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> and after that whole attack happens, Gable whirls around to look at Vishuk in the eye and just spreads their arms wide and with the universal gesture of like come at me bro. Yeah.
5: There it is.
1: So I think we do cut over That's t- a universal gesture throughout the universal? ages. Yeah, cut it's at me, like bro. all humans. <laughs>
3: come at me bro. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Welcome to my bro, I'll show you everything. Welcome to my bro, bro. <laughs> every bro. Welcome to my bro.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, so we're up to an NPC slot, and I believe Franz Fishhook is going to act. Of And the first thing that I'm going to do is shift one of these fate points, and I am going to make an average leadership check mm. for Mr. Fishhook. Who does not specialize in leadership? Oh. He does not. <laughs> so Fishhook calls out, Bank! And he spins the wheel. The ship starts to list even more, as there's another gong from the heart bell beneath the ship. You can hear the screams of men beneath deck. And screams of men above deck as the four men who are terrified of you suddenly lose their balance and tumble across the deck spilling into the sea beneath are you kidding me i am not you are now at an almost 45 degree angle
0: he just killed his own dude he
1: just killed his own men
0: but that also means no more boys. But he didn't he didn't
2: do it on purpose.
1: Yeah, he did he did shout the bank command, so they could have done something about it. You can see the men up above on the lines pull hooks from their belts and use them to hook around ropes or the mast or whatever object might be nearby. So they remain firmly planted. Like if we cut over to Oromar and where he's fighting currently, those three men have grabbed hooks and like hooked onto lines that mm-hmm. are on the side of the ship. So they're just hanging mm-hmm. now from the side of the ship with their swords. There are some who are prepared, but those four terrified boys were not.
0: Yep. So the people on deck now still like Wendell and his brother and Nodo's, uh, are there others? So
1: yeah, uh, Nodo's and you and all, all of our PCs, all of your actions while we're at this angle are going to have two black dice to them. Jesus Yes, yes, yes. I just expend a lot to do this. And at this point, like you can see Fran's fish hook moving forward. He has his hook with the grace of a spider because they sort of move with like an awkward grace. He hops from place to place on the deck, anchoring himself with his fish hook where necessary. And he pulls from his side a much larger hook that looks like a fractured anchor. Such insolence. Two challengers
4: come to face me,
1: and neither
0: of them, the captain. From what ship do you hail? We come from... From every ship you've ever
1: felled. What nonsense is this? Hail you from the Bandit Queen's forces? Speaking such poetry when I ask a simple question. Mayhaps. And I think at this moment, Nodo's turns... So be it. You'll be
4: sunk no matter who ye be.
1: And he ambles forward, and I think he is going to strike Nodos. Nodos, like, whirls his spear around in, like, a complicated martial arts maneuver, preparing to meet the sort of slow but unstoppable movement of this anchor shaped like a fishhook. And I'm going to roll. All right. We got two successes for Fran's fish hook. That is going to be eight damage coming at our friend Nodos. Nodos, I am going to move down into I gotta invent some sort of system here. For killing people? Uh yeah, for, for like friendly NPCs and eight what it takes to the kill system. them. So Nodos has been injured with this he also like falls rolls across the deck um, but manages to plant his spear into the side before he goes spilling into the abyss so the only question that leaves is what might happen to you and now how about a dear uhuru letter we we return once again to the Uhuru's interview tables. I think the the stacks of resumes are just a bit higher. Everybody is looking a little bit more tired. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple cores are strewn about um, as there have been many breaks. Uh, and the next person approaches. It is a tall, muscular man, would remind you of Wendell, but Wendell, I think, carries a lower set broadness to him, nice. uh, Where whereas this this person is a nice, tall, physical specimen, nice. probably like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, <laughs> obviously shorter than Gable. Nice. Um, he's a strong dude who clearly shaves and waxes almost every inch of his body. Oh. He struggles with like the pile of papers in his hand. He's clearly very nervous and he's held them all to the point that like all of his headshots and resumes are wrinkled oh. as he gently places those down on the desk. <laughs> This should be good. Hello. And then he makes his way over to the tiny stool that you've set up for him. And he like, I think he has to like take a knee on it rather <laughs> than actually sit because there would not be enough room for his extremely good butt. How
0: is, how's your day been? We're so happy to see you. Oh, thanks.
4: Thanks for seeing me. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Sam's com- good. Sam's good.
0: Are you comfortable? <laughs>
5: Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I see that on uh you, the paperwork you've provided. Um, you've only uh. You, do you have a last name? Uh, I, you have an. I mean,
3: time with that.
4: Questions? Uh, I've been playing around with a
3: couple variants. Well, that's not how last names <laughs> work, strictly speaking. But I'll uh, allow it. Uh. Slam
4: likes to think of slam self oh, no. as building a brand
3: okay. Okay. as that, much I as I am. I that.
0: I'm a, a person of a single name as well. I understand the... the it's punchier. It's a lot more fun to yeah. say and easier to remember. Well, yes. I get that. What's the name? It's, I mean, my name is Gable.
3: Well, yeah, but the... It's oh, one. I always thought uh, Gabe was your first name. And... Gabe oh, L? Gabe and, L. Was, uh, yeah, Gabe L. Well... Hmm, like Krypton. Was... <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Slam, I I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I, I have a quick question for you. Sometimes we yeah. like to have parties, sure. and you seem like you wouldn't be a good bouncer. So, if Slam, if there were a jam, would you welcome us to the jam, Slam?
4: Well. I mean, I guess if there was a kind of party like this, I'd be like, hey, come on, jam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, if if slam's
4: going to welcome you to the jam. Yeah,
0: that's
5: great. And if there was ever a moment in this, uh, let's say, a slam jam where everybody was sitting down, would there be an instruction that uh, you would give them?
4: Well, I mean, maybe get up and jam, (laughs) get up and slam.
0: That's great. I really like you're putting your branding in our branding. Yeah, I like yeah. that.
4: Well, I and mean, I've noticed as a taller individual, uh, what I look Are for. Are you swallowing
0: to... your own tongue? Are you okay?
4: <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I look for in a party is just like a lot of headroom, so I would want my jam or my slam to have a lot of space.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, mm, that's yes, great. It is I important have to have a, a good, a good space. Space. space jam. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
5: A hey, hey, slam. I, I have to ask. Um, it seems as though like when you speak, you get very red in the face, and your body is having a hard time producing the words that you say. Uh. <coughs> And I, just, I just want to ask, are you in pain right now? No. No. Uh,
4: I, 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 you notice I take care of my body. Yeah, very I'm, well. uh, I'm really into physical fitness. You're just to help There's us. a certain level of physical fitness where you get so fit <laughs> that it reduces your flexibility. And that sort of
3: reflects... Over 100% of the body. Okay. Just to help us help you, Uh here's a chart of five faces. You (laughs) will see one is smiling very big on one end, and one is frowning very big on the other. If you could point to uh, about where you're feeling, just so we
1: know where you're at. Slam raises an arm to try and point (laughs) to a place in the chart. But like, it's clear that he doesn't have full range of motion to raise the arm all that way because oh. of his huge, huge, big yeah. muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has to move his body a little bit.
3: I think he also <laughs> sort of touches the thing, but like too hard and goes right through it. <laughs> oh, sorry. And like as he's turning, he just sort of it. oh,
0: slam, slam. I, you're, well. very, you're Uh, it seems that you. As strong as you are, you don't have uh, what we call finesse, and finesse is required that on a ship. And- uh, yeah, I can see that. Hmm? Are what you? What's? Uh, what's? Are you okay? Are you? Uh, are you- no, no.
4: I just. Uh, I, w- I would like. I would like to be a part of your team. Uh, so <laughs> most of what I've done in the past, professionally speaking, has been sous chefing. So, mm-hmm. you know, working as part of a team, not really in a leadership role, but like using physical skills. I'm really good at peeling a potato. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what was that? Oh. What was that? <laughs> uh,
0: can you can say that again. Oh,
4: that, that's peeling a potato. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a useful skill for sure. Mm. We always need someone in the galleys. But that's also like very minute work. Yeah. Have you lost previous well, jobs? a lot
4: of that work. Uh, so the problem with like putting a paper <laughs> or something, that happens out here. You know, but yeah. peeling a potato, that happens in here. In
0: center of
3: gravity yeah, is an issue. <sighs> the,
4: my muscles uh, are so massive that the gravity just sort of pulls them into themselves. Mm.
3: Hey, what's what's your favorite dish to prepare? And is it potato based or is that just one of your favorite things to sort of do? I mean, so uh, I'm not involved in a lot of the
4: technical parts of uh, Mm. cooking per se, Mm. but I do like a stew because that involves a lot of cutting work, which is
5: usually in here. Well, okay, so Slam, I, I noticed that you are you're very muscular, man. I yeah. I, I, I yeah. you know I gotta right. hand it Oh, to is you. he? <laughs> I just I, I'm just saying what I'm seeing, okay? But I'm just <laughs> saying like um in order to, uh, a lot of we, we work in a, like a lot of uh high intensity situations that oh, can yeah, come and, sure. and go yeah. on <laughs> at the, the drop of a hat, you know. And in those moments, it might be better off if our crew was more nimble and flexible and could move about better. Would there be, ever be a situation where you would consider be, being less muscular if it meant securing a spot on our crew? Wow, uh, maybe just like losing a couple pounds of muscle oh. because I, I. Quite frankly, I do think that
3: you might get stuck in a hallway. I mm-hmm. think so, too. I You're get stuck in wide. hallways all the time.
0: Uh, You're like a boulder, like a big, big boulder. Yeah. But
3: just on top. <laughs>
0: the bottom part, not so much. You're like a toothpicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a a, a, a a swimmer's body, as it were, if anyone swam anymore. What is swimming?
4: <laughs> Who knows? Very dangerous for sure. Yeah.
3: Uh, you might, you know, you might get along with someone else on our crew, uh, Ryan Lochte. Um, I think you guys have a lot in common.
0: I think so too.
3: Go Gators. Go Gators. <laughs>
0: chomp, chomp, indeed.
3: Yeah, and dude, we do. We do have a saying on our ship. Uh, of course, uh-huh. if you're not a Gator, you are Gator in- bait. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That, does that
4: mean he hooks up a lot? Or <laughs> I mean, probably, yeah.
3: I can see that being
4: Gator bait. yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you hook up a lot? Fu- I mean, in what way? Do you get some? What counts as some?
3: Whatever You that tell means, us but- what you, tell you us. think. What do you
0: think
4: some is? I mean, like, uh, I've read more than one poem Mm-mm, to no. someone in an intimate context, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hook up. <laughs> oh,
5: okay. So, you're yeah, 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 I
4: get some. Yeah, what a romantic, a romantic, yeah. very
0: sweet, dense man. He's not a
5: player, but he smash a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah, you do sure. smash a lot.
5: Uh, I'll be honest. I, I slam.
3: Yeah, you slam a
5: lot. <laughs> I'm a yes.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, against all odds, I feel like if we don't say yes, you will cry, Ooh. and I don't want that at all. Yeah. Are you crying right now?
5: No. <laughs>
0: Why are you crying? We haven't even said no yet.
5: I don't know. You're just very emotional? No. Okay, please wait, don't cry. Hey, you want, do, do you want to hug? John, it starts to come over the... No, John, it don't. John, no, don't no, know, no, 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 no. No, I got to do this. Your bones, your bones. No, okay. John, John, it... He pats him on the shoulder. Yeah. Do you want a hug, Slam? Yeah. <laughs>
4: John, Hug hugs, slam crinkle, crinkle. Gable, Gable,
5: help me.
1: Well, he's made this bed. I mean, yes. Campaign Skyjacks is a one shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com, like A Woman with Hollow Eyes. A Woman with Hollow Eyes is the podcast adaptation of OneShot's live-streamed, dramatic, Invisible Sun actual play. Discover a world of magic, secrets, and supernatural civic disputes in our unique take on Saturnine. In the first season, James D'Amato, Cat Cool, and SNL writer Alan Linnick are led on a mind-bending adventure by GM Darcy Ross. Even if you already saw the streams, you'll want to listen to the podcast for the incredible soundtrack composed and edited by Will Levendahl. Get it by searching for A Woman With Hollow Eyes or Darcy Ross on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Janet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson, underscore, 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 or at Comedy Sports Chicago with the One Woman No Show. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Meara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. Dref Wormwood was played by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at JPSofly, on stage at IO with Devil's Daughter, or on his podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C A S E Y. P-O-N-E-Y. Or on his own podcast, Neo Scum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, hero.
4: Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky